Welcome back to the Gathering Podcast. I'm Travis. And I'm Will. And today is the first Saturday in February. Or excuse me. It's not even Saturday. <laughs> Man, I'm losing my mind here. Uh, today is the... Uh, it's a Thursday. It's a Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this will be the first weekend in Saturday. So that means next weekend is the one, the only, The Gathering Breakfast. And we hope to see you there. Uh, we're going to have lots of bacon. Last time, we uh, we we cut her close to uh, running out because uh, we went from... Uh, our normal group, and we about doubled our group size. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. In fact, we probably—I'm sure folks probably would have eaten a little bit more. But man, it was—it uh, was close. So I, I think we did run out. Of, did we really? Of bacon and oh, okay. We had some stragglers come in last minute. That and that's yeah, that's definitely not the goal. So we will be sure to have a lot more bacon uh, for next Saturday. That is the, what's the date on that? I didn't even look. It's got to be like the 12th, something like that. It is February the 13th. Hey, that was close. 6.30 a.m. At the 963 building on North M18 in Gladwin. We'll see you there. But that's not all we're going to say today. Well, No, so last month we talked about how spiritual growth is not a given. And we had a great discussion at, the gathering breakfast and what that meant and just some disciplines that we can get into to further our spiritual walk, especially for 2021 coming out of 2020. Um, but you know, (laughs) this podcast topic came up probably because we failed at it the most. Um, (laughs) we actually came together for our monthly, uh, meeting and, Trying to figure yeah, out what po- podcast prep. The, yeah, yeah. And uh, well, one thing you're gonna have to <laughs> one thing you're gonna have to learn is that uh, anything we say, um, <laughs> not not that we're jumping onto that you know do what I say and not as I do type of thing. We're learning with you. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely um, definitely something that you know everything that we talk about are, are things that we need to focus on in our own lives as well and. You know this this topic. Uh, we're talking about prayer, and that's something that um, both Will and I really needed to work on in our life. And uh, didn't even didn't even really think about it until we were sitting there chatting, and we we both kind of <laughs> we both kind of looked at each other, and we're just, we're like, I don't know about you, but I, I nothing comes to mind for a topic. It, yeah, and then it was like, well, in in full disclosure, I didn't pray about it either. Of yeah. what we should be doing. Yeah, we both agreed. Like, light bulb. Yep, nope, nope. We haven't. I, I think we need to do it on prayer. And of course, we all have uh, ups and downs in our spiritual life and in our prayer life as well. And I don't know about you, but in this last month since we came up with the topic of prayer and we've been preparing for it, um, the Lord has just woke me up to uh, in my prayer life and in turn that has gotten me closer to the Lord and my, 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 uh, daily Bible reading and there's been a spiritual awakening. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's been crazy. And that's what we want for you guys listening to this as well. Um, experience what we've been just going through just by working on our prayer life and, you know, coming out of 
2020 and just actually the past couple of years um, with Facebook is the biggest one. I'm thankful, so thankful I got rid of it. Um, and the news and just what's going on in culture and in the U.S. and worldwide, there's just been like, at least for me, this new emotion that I haven't felt in a, I don't know if ever, but in the last couple of years, it's been there like this, this, there's like a mix of sadness and fear and anger and confusion and, you know, a desire for justice emotion. I don't know what, maybe there's a, a word well, that gets all of that. Well, I, um, I, I had said, you know, when I, when I got on Facebook or whatever, I can't remember when it was, but, um, again, thankful I'm, I'm not on it anymore, but, uh, I think it was 2016 that I just, I remember for like the first time, you know, so many people were saying, oh my gosh, 2016 was a horrible year. Like, I'm sure if you go back to your memories, it's like, oh Lord, you know, this famous person died and that famous person died and this happened and that happened and what a horrible, horrible year. Can't wait for it to be over. And fast forward 12 months. Oh my gosh. I thought 2016 was bad. 2017 was horrible. And then year after year. Say, every year, it's like, oh, gosh, everything is so bad. It's so awful. My world is just horrible, right? And it's like, uh, <laughs> it's it's not, though. Like, I mean, if you're not letting people fill your head with how terrible things are and you just look around at your immediate life, it's it's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, like, well, I'm, en- I'm enjoying things, but, yes, there's there's – rough things that are going on. It's not perfect. Um, but it's, it's not that bad either, but what can we do to, I mean, make it better and have a positive swing on things as opposed to just focusing on all the negativity that we hear and see, and it's just surrounded us. And from a psychological standpoint, it's not good for us. Not, not even for like our physical health. It's bad for us to be in that negative zone all the time. So how do we switch that up? And I mean, we kind of through through a discovery, <laughs> essentially, um, we both realized that this was this was totally in line with a healthy prayer life. Um, Absolutely, because what what we see, like you're saying, year after year, <clears throat> oh no, finally we're done with 2020. Well, you know, we're going to be saying the same th- same thing at the end of 2021. Sure, sure. And I mean, you've already heard it. You know, people are, oh my gosh, you thought 2020 oh, was yeah. bad. Now Here in 2021, we've already, you know, blah, 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 this or that or the other thing. But you're going to have that perspective if you're not focused on God because the world is evil and every year is going to be getting worse and worse and worse unless we keep our eyes focused on Christ. And so that's what prayer does is it focuses on God, our creator. And so if you've had that emotion year after year of just, ugh, maybe that's the best way to describe it. And and you're tired of feeling that way. I'm telling you, prayer is what's going to get you away from it and get you focused on God. So it's been crazy. And I don't, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last podcast or not, but um, it, I feel like we've been talking about prayer for so long now because we we have been talking about it for yeah. about a month now. And um, it so I, I was watching a, a TV series or something like that, and there was a... Um, a Muslim uh, family in it. And there was a scene where the dad had 
the son who is, I don't know, 11, 12, somewhere in that age, maybe 13. Um, and he was, they were, they were on their prayer rugs and he was teaching him how to pray. Right. And they were going through all that, whatever. And he's just like, kind of put his hand on his back, like, you know, that whole, I'm proud of you moment type of thing when, when he was all done. And, and I, I honestly, I felt convicted because how often do I sit down and teach my kids how to pray other than them overhearing me pray mm-hmm. at different occasions or whatever. But how long, how often do I actually sit down and, and work on their ability to pray? And the truth is we don't do we it enough. Don't. <laughs> um, and, and so, and I'm not saying you don't, but, uh, like, I don't think we do it nearly enough. And I was really convicted, like, okay, if this, um, false religion, mm-hmm can be so effective in their communication skills and, and passing, uh, passing their religion down to their kids. Why then don't I, as, as a Christian with the only one who can save us from our sins, why am I failing at that? Yeah. And it comes right down to, well, because my specific prayer life isn't good. How can I teach my children to pray if I'm not praying regularly? Yeah. And, um, and yeah, it just, it just kind of, anyway, so, so Will and I, we, (laughs) you know, I could, I mean, I could go on and we we need to be more disciplined in our, in our prayer life and just in our spiritual walk in general. And that's kind of what the last topic was, uh, that spiritual growth is not a given. And, uh, so, this month we're talking about prayer, but that, I mean, when we, when I think about prayer or when the average person maybe thinks about prayer, are they, are they, depending on their culture and their upbringing in the church or not, a lot of different things come to mind of what prayer is. So we kind of just want to go through real quick and maybe not so quick. I think we say that every time. <laughs> um, what is prayer? And so I, I have a couple quotes that I want to read, and then we'll kind of get into it. Um, so Mark Driscoll quotes this, uh, Prayer is especially hard for us men. Let's be real. It is made up of communication and emotion, which is our strong suit. And I think he hit it right. Maybe that's why we fail so that's, much at prayer. That's probably... And especially praying... That's the nail on the head right yeah, there. <laughs> especially praying in a group or with somebody else. You know, I think it's a lot easier to pray by ourselves because it's easier. We're, we're more we're in touch with our own emotions. We don't like to share those. So when we're praying with others, well, I don't want to share those emotions and what I'm thinking or what I'm struggling with. Sure. And yeah. Sure. <clears throat> so that, and then uh, the next one is from Charles Spurgeon, my man crush, and uh, he says this: "Your spiritual man yes. crush." Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> true prayer is neither a mere mental exercise nor a vocal performance. It is far deeper than that. It is a spiritual transaction with the creator of heaven and earth. It's, it's literally us talking to our creator, the same creator who created everything, who is all-powerful, but yet so loving that he, he died on the cross for me, for you, for each one of our sins individually, like he loves us so much, he knows how many hairs are on our head. 
and yet he created the galaxies. This this is who we're talking to when and we I, pray. And I love that quote because one one of the things for me is I've I've never um, I've never been a big fan of uh, religion. I don't even know if this is a word, religiosity. I mean, could, it is now. Okay, it I is think now. it is. Anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but but you know, um, I I know of some very Christ focused um, Bible teaching churches that wear um, robes, like the preachers wear robes, yeah. yep. um, or the little the little collar deal. Um, and all that stuff. And, um, you know, there, there's a lot of ceremonial stuff that goes on the, during their Sunday service. And for me, I can't get over, and this is something I should probably, <laughs> I should probably try to work on. I can't get over the, the religious side of that, um, to even focus on what the heart of it all is uh, because I've just seen so much um, of the fake religious stuff. People go to church on Sunday. They do that. They go through those religious motions and then there's nothing on the life side of it. Right. Yeah. However, there are several, and again, there are, like I said, there are several churches out there that I know of that I've been to that are Christ focused Bible believing churches that do some of those ceremonial things and it just makes it hard for me to connect there um and so i have a lot of times i have uh my my prayer life has been speaking to god in a very lackadaisical casual fashion Mm -hmm. and um while i think there's a time and a place for that um recently i've been again kind of kind of looking over that just that idea of how um, how the, the the Muslim faith, you know, they it's specific times every day, and they're facing uh, uh, they're facing their religious center, and they're on a rug, and they're bowing down, and they're on their knees, and whatever. And and I just thought, well, can I get over the fact that there's religious physical religious practices can i get over that and can i just honestly honor the god of the universe uh, a spiritual transaction can i have a spiritual transaction with the creator of heaven and earth as charles spurgeon says can i do this and and whatever so i've begun to pray on my knees face to the ground not in the the comfortable you know leaning over the couch like i might have done in the past type of thing yeah. And, and just reverencing the fact that, you know, you are God and, and identifying just how we were taught to pray our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's not necessarily the words we need to say. The idea is the heart behind it. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Like we need to identify who we're talking to. Yeah. And and my physical stature has never been that of much of respect. And and I've been practicing on my knees, face to the ground, reverencing my creator, 
reverencing my Lord and and putting him on that pedestal that he should be on and putting myself as low as I possibly can because that's where I I belong um, in in and of myself. Uh, fortunately, I have been given a position, you know, with God <laughs> through uh, through salvation, um, through the death of Jesus Christ. But let me just tell you that that has totally transferred my spiritual life. It, it is just, it, <laughs> it has been phenomenal. It, it, these last couple of weeks have just been crazy with how close I have felt and just how, I mean, I, and again, my actions haven't been perfect throughout the day. You know, I still screw up, but man, there's just been this connection there. That's never, that never really had before. It's been fantastic. Yeah. And that's because like prayer is literally connecting with our creator. And so in the old Testament, we see how the people of God, couldn't go directly to God. You know, it was the priests who did everything on behalf of the people. But now because of what Christ did, first uh, Timothy two, five says that there is one God and there's one mediator between God and men, the man, G- Christ Jesus, you know, because of what Christ did for us, he bridged that gap bef- between our sinful selves and the Holy God. And so of course, talking with this holy God is going to bring us into a closer relationship with him. And therefore our lives aren't going to be the same if we are coming to him in prayer. So prayer is almost, or, or is the most important spiritual discipline, mm-hmm. maybe outside or along with reading his word that we can do in our lives to further our walk with God and to further, um, our sanctification in our Christian walk as well. And so, you know, prayer is talking with God, not just to him. You know, so a lot of times I, people will pray and conversations I've had, and, you know, I've asked God for this, I've asked God for this, and, and you don't hear it. Well, are you just talking to God and letting him know what sure. you want? Sure. Or are you listening? You know, prayer is a communication. It's a conversation. We need to grow beyond that, that childhood Dinner time prayer, you know. Yeah. Thank you for this food. I hope that we have a good day tomorrow, and you know whatever. No, no. God's not a genie in a bottle, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. And w- here's one of the reasons why. Um, and this just came up. Uh, gosh, when did I send that to you? Was it yesterday, day before? Um, this just came up recently. So it's not really on, not really on the outline at all. But I think it fits in beautifully. Um, again, another uh, um, another Muslim situation here. Uh, I was looking up some some different speakers, and um, there's a, a gentleman who who wrote a book called "Seeking Allah and Finding Jesus," and um, so I just kind of, uh, I, I clicked on it. It was a little YouTube video. And one, one of the things he said in there that really caught my attention was he said that one of the very reasons he thought his faith was correct was because Western Christians and how they don't take their faith seriously. 
So one of the very reasons that this Muslim gentleman thought that, you know, that Islam Muhammad, was right. Yeah, Muhammad is the way it, <laughs> was because we don't take our faith seriously. And you know what? It took one person, just one person who, when he challenged them on their faith, it took just one person who actually uh, was apologetic and had an answer for him yeah. to spark this question in his mind like, oh, man, he he really does have a strong faith. Maybe there's something to this. And so he started, you know, again, that whole movement of trying to, um, you know, educate himself so that he could disprove Christianity. And in fact, he ended up finding finding salvation <laughs> through Jesus Christ. And, uh, and now he's a Christian apologetic and he speaks a lot to different Muslims. And um, again, you know, that's got to make us sick that there are, that there are people of false religions, yeah. false faiths that are going to burn simply because we as Christians are not strong enough in our faith to show any kind of proof that what we have is real. And that just goes to show why prayer is so important because how else are we going to make our faith, you know, how, how are we going to make our faith like that, where we are dedicated, where our faith is real and we're going to make it a priority in our life other than through prayer. Yeah. And so, I mean, Will, Will and I, Will and I couldn't have the number one podcast <laughs> in America in this basement. You mean. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Number one in this, podcast in this, in this American basement, <laughs> if it wasn't for communication. Right. And it's the same thing in our, in our walk. We cannot have a fantastic relationship with God, our father, if we're not communicating with God, our father, you yeah. know, and uh, and Will and I clearly we're not doing that enough because wow, uh, the turnover has just been phenomenal. Remarkable. Yeah, there, obviously I've gone through roller coaster in my spiritual walk, and uh, this is the closest. I you know this is the best spiritually I've been in in a little while, and I think it's simply due to how seriously I've been taking prayer and making time for prayer throughout the day, you know, and saying thank you and asking for things and, but also focused, deliberate, intentional prayer time alone by myself, praying out loud because praying out loud helps me keep away from other distractions. It actually helps me stay yeah. focused. Same yeah. with reading my Bible out loud. It helps me yep. get more out of it. But what I've realized is that Prayer is not optional. It's necessary. And anything that's hindering us from prayer must be set aside. You have to pray. You have to make prayer a priority. And prayer takes on a lot of different looks. You know, but but prayer, man, prayer is I think this is a Mark Driscoll quote. Prayer is as important for our soul as breath is for our lungs. Hmm. You know, and you know, prayer can be a release valve. For someone who's pressured or angry or burdened, you know, prayer also allows the father to connect with God before he connects or corrects with his kids. Mm -hmm. Prayer also allows the husband to touch the wife's soul before he touches her body. <laughs> you know, um, prayer is saying we can't, you can. You know, 
prayer is what we got, um, or prayer is what got us through or what gets us through hard times, um, unbeatable odds. You know, God can do so much more in a few seconds than we can in years if we come to him, if we give him uh, control in that situation. You know, prayer gives us peace because it draws us into the presence of God. You know, and prayer is, for the Christian, the most powerful weapon we have against our enemy, against all odds, everything against us in the world. Prayer is what's going to get us through it. And so this is what prayer is, but what does prayer look like? What's the point? Why? I mean, I don't really understand at this point asking the question, why pray? I feel like we've kind of answered that, but I, we do have in the outline a couple of points of why we should pray. Outside of, we get to increase our spiritual walk. It's the most powerful weapon, and it's what draws us closer to God. You know, I guess there, well, there's <laughs> an, there's just an overall in, intimacy yeah, exactly. right. with it. You know, it, my my wife and I um, when we were dating, uh, a great Christian man encouraged me to. Um, when I was, I was mentioned that I wanted to, uh, you know, propose, he had suggested that we pray together every night, um, before, you know, before I went home or whatever. And we started doing that and we did that for quite a while. I think, I mean, up until, um, even after we were married, up until I, I left on a yeah. overseas deployment, you know, <clears throat> and ended up being gone for a year. But man, the growth even between us, because there's an intimacy there, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a spiritual intimacy that you don't, you don't get any other way, um, without connecting in that, in, in almost that, uh, that Trinity effect between you, your spouse and our heavenly father, you know, it's, there's so much value to it and it's something we all take for granted so much. And I don't know why. Yeah. And if all that is not a good enough reason for you to start praying or to, to better your prayer life, a few more reasons is because Jesus prayed, be like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> if, if God on earth, Jesus prayed, how much more important is it that we pray, you know? And, and sure. so fantastic. At, at some point, maybe on the podcast or just individually, I, maybe we should go through the prayers of Jesus, how he prayed, what he prayed for. Even if it's not in this, if you do that in your personal life, it's going to better your prayer life. And it, it yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, so one of the things I've had an issue with is um, I don't, I, I want, I mean, okay, let's face it. Deep down, I want what I want, right? We all do. Yeah. But theoretically, and I want to live this way, I want what God wants, yeah. right? So <clears throat> if I want what God wants, then why should I pray that God changes anything? And if God knows what I'm thinking, why should I... You know, why should I pray out loud? Well, let me tell you, you're not praying out loud for God. You're praying out loud for you um, because you find that connection with God through that. And prayer moves God. 
Yep. How many times? There are countless examples in the Bible, and yet I've overlooked them over the years, but countless examples in the Bible where God said he was going to do A, they prayed for B, pled with God, and... And God does B. God, God does B. You know, <laughs> like it's 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 crazy. And yet, because he's all powerful God, he can still he can still answer those prayers and achieve his overall goal. Yeah. Yeah. So James four two says, You desire and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and wage war. You do not have because you do not ask. Like, I mean, there's other verses, of course, but simply put, we don't have because we don't ask. And, you know, relating that even simply to us as parents, um, those of us who have kids, it's not just asking. It's how you ask, right? Ah, yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you, you can tell when your kid is whiny spoiled asking for something and um, you're not gonna get it <laughs> i'm sorry you know and and god knows that too but when you when you have a child who's just honestly asking for something um i've been known to be quite the quite the hard-headed daddy and and there's been quite a few quivering lips that i've overlooked but there's times <laughs> when they when they really ask and you can just see their heart behind it like, gosh, I cave, <laughs> I cave right in. And, you know, I, I think not in a way, not on things that's going to spoil them or going to be bad for them overall. Um, you know, if they've had enough sugar and they, no matter how wonderfully they ask for more sugar, I'm not going to give it to them, you know, but, but I think God has that same, same situation for us. I mean, yeah. And scripture says it this way in first John five, that, and this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. So basically, we, to sum up those last two points, we don't have because we don't ask, but we have to make sure we're asking according to his will, not for selfish, evil desires, exactly. but yep. for his glory. Yep. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you asked to win the lottery? Probably once or twice. <laughs> and yeah, are, are, are we being honest? But, but, but like, honestly, like seriously, <laughs> like I've asked for things that I know downright is not going to be good for me, you know? Right. And, and there's, there's times that we have those struggles and, and trials because they, they grow us and he's not going to just give us everything we want just because we asked for it. But now, now there, there also is the, the flip side that sometimes God allows us to have the desires of our heart, maybe we've hardened ourselves to them, and you know you see it. You see it in the Old Testament. You know Israel wants what they want, so he kind of pulls back a little bit, and all right, I'm going to sure. let you do yeah. it. You know? Fine, Here, and it doesn't turn out if, good. <laughs> if this is what you want, fine, you can have it, yeah. and you can let that overtake you. And, and, and that's and that asking you. and praying for stuff that aren't yeah. in accordance to God's will. You do have to be careful what you ask God for because yeah. you just might get it. Right. Yeah. So if you pray for humility, watch out. <laughs> but, you know, so Jesus prays, prayer moves God, but there's other exhortations in Scripture that tells us to pray. Uh, Luke 18, uh, Jesus tells about a parable of a persistent widow. And, quote, now he told them a parable of the need 
for them to pray always and not give up. So Jesus is telling people to pray. Romans 12, 12 says, Rejoice in hope, be patient in affliction, be persistent in prayer. And Ephesians 6, 18 says, Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. And, and there's more... I just pulled out three quick ones <laughs> There's a lot to more. get the point across. There's a lot more. We are called to pray as God's children. Uh, the, you know, I'm looking at this other point here, and I'm trying to trying to fit it in. Okay. <laughs> well, and what all I'm saying is that um, in that point here, there's needs in our life. That's another reason why we pray. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so there's, we need to. Pray for our requests. We need to intercede for other saints because yep. we all have needs in our life and family and church and community and work and missions and especially in today's culture that we need to be praying for because there needs to be changes. Sure. And it's the prayers of God's people that are going to make the most changes. Yeah. we. I mean, we we serve a powerful God and we need to access the power of God um, and and... We can't do that without talking to him. <laughs> it's it's like you said before. It's one of our you know it's it's a powerful weapon. It's probably one of our most powerful weapons. Yeah. And um, we need to be fighting on our knees. And honestly, my life has changed in these last couple of weeks. Just change, just changing how I pray in a physical standpoint. Not not because I'm doing something. Uh, I don't know if passive aggressively would be the way to say it, but like, I'm not, I'm not just getting on my knees to pray to get on my knees to pray. I'm getting on my knees to pray because I want to show reverence for the fact that I am talking to the all powerful yeah. God of the universe, you know? And it's a physical, <clears throat> it's a physical, um, it physically puts us in our place. Sure. You know, it's like saluting someone in the military of higher command. It's, getting on our knees before our king. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it, it physically and mentally, it humbles us and puts us in the right perspective. Hey, God is not just our friend. He is our creator. And there needs to be that reverence too. And I think kneeling, for me at least, it puts all that into perspective. And, and it even changes how I pray. You know, and so we've talked a little bit about how how you pray and and. Mm-hmm. getting on our knees and you know and we're supposed to be praying throughout the day pray without ceasing right so and 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 that can take on many forms as well as you know stopping to pray in the middle of a project or before you go and talk to someone at work or just giving thanks for th- different things that are happening all throughout the day you know i i did that and again i'm i'm not trying to toot my own horn or whatever because it Doot. wouldn't it wouldn't be very loud but <laughs> um i so i did that even just today um Yesterday, I had a, uh, it was a busy day. It was a good day at work, but it was a little bit more rough for me to focus and whatever. And uh, I realized that I kind of woke up late and I didn't jump right into my prayer. Uh, And so then I got busy working and I work from home. So I'm just like going, going, going and whatever. And, um, and yeah, I got distracted and I wasn't totally focused and kind of fell behind a little bit. And then today, um, 
<laughs> I I was exhausted from uh, a, a late activity unloading a, a moving van and uh, slept in a little bit later today too. So by the time I got up and got around, I had to get right to work. And so I, that's, that's what I did. I got right to work and I started doing everything and it just kind of dawned on me like, you know what? My focus wasn't there yesterday when I missed yeah. my, my morning prayer. And I was probably about an hour into work and I just said, forget it. And I, and I walked away from my computer and I went over and I just spent, um, I don't know, five, 10 minutes just in prayer. And the rest of the day, it, just the focus was, it was like God just flipped a switch on, on my brain and I was able to focus and I was clear and I wasn't distracted by the fact that I was ignoring my creator, Yeah, you know, and it, it, it's just, it's ridiculous, you know? And so, yeah, you got to pray throughout the day. If you're, if you're having one of those times, you need to pray and not, not those shotgun, you know, boom, throwing a prayer up there. No, <laughs> take, take the time and, and aim on your target and, and spend some quality time in prayer. If you have to take, um, 15 minutes out of what you're doing to do it, yeah. it's still going to benefit you in the end, you know? Yeah. We need to daily invite God into our, our life, into every aspect of it. And we need to walk with him or in him. And what that means is spending time with him in, in doing everything we do for his glory. And so prayer focuses us in our, in our daily walk. But how do we, how do we get to a place where we're always doing that, where that is what's priority in our lives? Other than what we realized a month ago, we need to, we need to figure out what our prayer life looks like now. Take an inventory of our prayer life. Are we praying at all? How often? It was a very quick inventory. (laughs) What are we praying for? What kind of things are we praying for? Are they selfish things? Are they things um, that are about God's kingdom and for his glory? Uh, what are you going to say? Yeah, something? no, no, no. I, but, yeah, I mean, prayer can be prayer can be many things, right? I mean, it's, it's a communication, and it's a communication with someone who absolutely knows everything you're doing and whenever you're doing it. So it can be a, a vocal, audible prayer, or it can be a silent prayer. It can be a private prayer. It can be a public prayer. Formal or informal. I've had lots of informal ones, and I've found that lately, because of where my heart has been, uh, the formal approach has been best for me. Uh, maybe you've been too formal in your prayer life, and you need to be a little bit more informal and, and have that whole uh, time just sitting on dad's lap type of thing. Um I mean, we can pray desperately or we can pray di- diligently or, or or be delighted in our prayers. Um, it can be a spontaneous prayer. Whenever the time arises, you get that text message that says, hey, pray for so-and-so because this is going on tomorrow. Uh, or it can be a schedule thing. Okay, every day between this time and this time, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to yeah. just pray. Um, standing or kneeling or naked in the shower or whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And so you, you talked about a Trinitarian prayer, just uh, 
between you, sure. your wife, yep. and, and God. Yep. But uh, the the actual how we pray, how how what gives us access to God the Father, other than we pray to the Father through the Son because of what He did for us by the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that's that's still here inside of us that guides in our daily walk. He's our counselor and he guides our prayers. He helps us to pray. And so pray, we pray to the Father through the Son by the Holy Spirit. But we also, we talked about how we pray for the things we want and we thank God. We pray for the saints. But one of the hardest things is the command to pray for our enemies. But when I've done this, when I pray for those who've wronged me, who I would maybe say are my enemies, it doesn't mend our relationship. Sure. I mean, it, it can, it, it probably has, but it helps us to forgive them and it gives us freedom. Well, and forgiveness is the only part that you have control of with your enemy. Yeah. So if you can harness that and, and, and what better way to honestly forgive your enemy, but by praying good mm-hmm. and blessings upon them, you know what I mean? Um, that, that right there, you, you can't that, do that without a, that with, heaps burning coals on their head. Yeah. And, and, and not because you want to heap burning coals on their head, but because you're, we have this new life in Christ where, yeah. you know, we need to look for the blessing to our enemies and, and honestly love our enemies. And what better way to actually show that than to diligently pray the best for our enemies. Um, not saying that I'm not going to lay you down if you break through my front door, <laughs> exactly. but <laughs> I'll pray for you while I'm doing it. <laughs> um, yeah, I lost the spot there. Yeah. So all, all, <laughs> all prayer needs to be also rooted in faith. James one, five through eight says this. Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting. For the doubter is like the surging sea, driven and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord, being double-minded and unstable in all his ways. Uh, Praying, we must pray in the name of Jesus. John 16 says, In that day you will not ask ask me anything. Truly I tell you, anything you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, so that your joy may be complete. Yeah, so we need to pray uh, in the power of the Spirit. And when we pray, um, you know, do, do not hold back, or excuse me, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. We find that in Matthew 6, 7, and 8. Be devoted to prayer. Just be absolutely devoted to prayer. Um, didn't you find uh, yeah, so in the book of Acts? Several times in the book of Acts, which is like the early church, there's many references about prayer and how they prayed. And along with wherever you see the word prayer uh, in the book of Acts, it talks about 
They devoted themselves. They're devoting themselves in prayer. You know, it, which means they're they're structured, and they're making it a priority. They're they're giving themselves over to a prayer life, mm-hmm. and on top of that, along with devoting themselves, uh, they were in the Book of Acts. When it talks about prayer, it's also talking a lot of times they're within a group setting and they're kneeling. It specifically says kneeling, and and we talked a little bit about how that humbles us and puts us in the right perspective. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. one thing that you had mentioned, um, you know, when we were talking about this, uh, a few weeks ago, um, so for those of you who don't know, after we have our breakfast, the following, the following week, Will and I get together and we start getting a plan together for, um, for the next month. And, um, so during that yeah. meeting, you know, and we were talking about this, this is how it all came up, you know? We didn't know what we were going to talk about, and we hadn't spent much time in prayer talking about it. Well, why don't we just talk about prayer? <laughs> um, and Will had just identified, you, you'd identified um, that you've had a heart for a prayer meeting and how that's one thing that you miss about your, your previous church. Yeah. And um, you had already you had already said that you'd like to start something. And, and I know I, I mentioned this kind of on a different scale, kind of talking about something a little bit different, but uh, I like to encourage anybody who's listening. If you, if there's something lacking in your church, in the, in the body of Christians that you meet with regularly on a Sunday, if there's something lacking that you want to see, don't necessarily run around to another church trying to find it. Right. Be that, that I, I bet you that that's God talking to you saying, be that. Yeah. Help to better the saints where you're at. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like, it's kind of like if you're lacking something in your marriage, um, it's the grass isn't greener on the other side because it's going to be any better for you over there. You need to water your lawn, fertilize your, fertilize your soil and, and make things right where you're at. And, uh, in many cases, I think, um, I think that's very true. And you, you did kind of, take that aspect um, yeah so it, it the prayer meeting has been one thing that's been on, on my heart and for for quite a while and god's just been preparing me to take a role in that and maybe get something started here and uh we had a, a few conversations with uh, an elder and a deacon and and what that might look like and uh pretty much got the green light there's a few details to work out but so in the future, in the next month or so, probably sometime in March, most likely, um, you'll see a morning prayer meeting um, starting um, at the church. And man, we would love to, men, women, anybody's uh, welcome, young, old, we'd love to see you involved and just intercede for, for the saints and for the church and for this community. And so stay tuned for what that's going to look like and more information for that. Yeah, and and much like... Um, you know, our gathering breakfast, this is not something for uh, those who attend church at the 963 building. Um, this is going to be open to anyone. If you're, if you're within driving distance and, and you want to take some time to, to come up, come. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be good. And I don't know, we've talked about adding uh, a digital aspect to it as well, but that might be down the road. We're not exactly sure. It's, still in an, in its infancy stages, but, 
but we're going to make this happen and um we'd love to we'd love to see you all there and i don't want to steal steal a quote from you because especially <laughs> well, yeah, so, especially a spurgeon quote thank you thank you so i mean just just in all this podcast trev and i have seen just such just what god can do uh, when you come to him in prayer and when you make prayer priority in your life and so we hope that you're encouraged to do the same in your life and got maybe a little better understanding of what prayer is and why we pray and how to pray um so I'm just going to end here with a Spurgeon quote that uh, I think sums up great. Um, Brethren, we will never see how much change for the better in our churches in general till the prayer meeting or personal prayer occupies a higher place in the esteem of Christians. That's it for this episode of The Gathering Podcast. We appreciate your support. If you found value in today's episode, please hit that like button, share, and subscribe. We'd also appreciate a good review. But more importantly, if you're in the Gladwin, Michigan area, please join us for the Gathering Breakfast, held the second Saturday of each month at the 963 building on North M18, where we'll have plenty of bacon, and we'll touch on this episode briefly with some more outlook from men like yourself.